Welcome to Cowboy Church with your host, Russ Weaver and Susie McIntyre. So sit back and enjoy some good singing, some great testimony, and some good preaching. Welcome to Cowboy Church. Hi, I'm Susie McIntyre. And I'm Russ Weaver. Welcome to a brand new episode of Cowboy Church on RFD TV. Hey, that is a really nice thing to really bring out their brand new episodes. Every week, Susie, every week for the entire year, we're having a brand new episode. That's wonderful. We've got inspirational speakers. We've got special singers. We've got stories, all kinds of stories from people who need God just like me and you do. And we go some peculiar places, some interesting places. Mm -hmm. One of the places is at my church. Yeah. Shepherd's Valley Cowboy <laughs> Church. I <laughs> yeah. like that. That's right. So sit back, relax, and join us for Cowboy Church. You'll be glad you did. I remember Daddy's hands folded silently in prayer Reaching out to hold me when I had a nightmare You could read quite a story in the countless and lights Years of work and worry had left their mark behind I remember Daddy's hands, how they held my mama tight And patted my back Something done right Oh, there are things that I've forgotten That I loved about that man But I'll always remember The love in Daddy's hands Daddy's hands Were soft and kind when I was crying Daddy's hands Were hard as steel when I done wrong Daddy's hands were always gentle, but I've come to understand There was always love in Daddy's hands Oh, I remember Daddy's hands Working till they bled Sacrificed unselfishly Oh, if I could do things over and live my life again, never take for granted all the love in Daddy's hands. Daddy's hands were soft and kind when I was crying. Daddy's hands were hard as steel when I done wrong. Daddy's hands were always gentle, but I've come to understand There was always love in Daddy's hands Daddy's hands, oh, Daddy's hands Were soft and kind when I was crying Daddy's hands were hard as steel when I dumped wrong Daddy's hands were always gentle, but I've come 
Lord, you are so good. You are so great. Integrity at its foundation. Let's, let's go to our... Here, here's some things about integrity. I just, I just, just foundation deal about integrity, and that, that's being led, not being L-E-D. The second one is about light, but this is led, not L-E-D. Being led when I'm not pressured. That's, that's the first aspect of integrity, being led when I'm not pressured, uh, being focused when I'm not stressed, and last of all is being faithful when I'm not being challenged. And uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15. And his affections for are greater for you as he remembers the obedience of you all. How with fear and trembling you received him. How with fear and trembling you received him. We're going to. And he's referring to. Uh, Titus. To Titus. Titus gave the report back to Paul from the church at Corinth. So we're going we're gonna to jump into this and, and you'll, you'll begin to understand it. Our Heavenly Father, I pray this morning for your, uh, your guidance. Lord, I pray that your integrity that you have intended for us to uh, participate in would begin to saturate our hearts and our lives and our church. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Being led when I'm not being pressured, being focused when I'm not being stressed, and being faithful when I'm not being challenged. Um, Titus was sent to Corinth because there was a difficult situation in the church. Now, the church at Corinth, if you had to describe them the way that the, the manuscript was written to that church, you'd have to understand that Corinth was the first uh, charismatic, Pentecostal, holy roller church in history. And actually, they, they had, uh, the church was started in Jerusalem. But this is, this is a, uh, they had this, this go get them mentality of churches. Now, what, what they did is, you know, human nature is this. Integrity says that I'm supposed to be right where I'm supposed to be. Not supposed to be lagging behind. Not supposed to be charging ahead. But I'm supposed to be where I'm supposed to be. Is that understood? And, and so the church in Corinth was charging ahead, and they sent Titus there because they had decided that maybe Paul didn't know what he's talking about or rumor has it, and uh, Titus went there to bring order to them, and Titus was so impressed because when they received him, they received him with fear and trembling. Now, we don't know all the reasons with fear and trembling, but we do know that they had great reverence and great respect for the office that Paul or, uh, Titus represented and as a, a representative of the church, and they wanted to do things right. They just... They had, been, they had been reprimanded. And so because of their reprimand, 
some people, when they get reprimanded, the next time you come in to visit with them, they still have a residue of that there. So there's some anger, some hurt, some disappointment, you know. And that was the situation there. And they, they, they handled it correctly. And Titus came back to Paul with a glowing report. First Corinthians, if you'll read it through, Paul gave some, I mean, some low-down stuff. We don't allow this in the church. You need to straighten out. And appalling activity going on. It's time to straighten it out. They did straighten it out. Titus had to give him a little assist. And then when it came back, Paul was now able to write back the second epistle, which is the epistle that was of great encouragement to the church at Corinth. So that's, that's the... That's the premise for our, our, our study or our short devotion message on integrity. Let's go, let's go to the first one, being led. Here's, here's the whole thing about being led. How many of you would like to have God guide every step of your life? Amen. Yeah. Okay. There has to be an integrity in your walk. In order to be led by God, you have to have an integrity in your walk. And what that means is you don't fall behind, you don't get ahead, you do what God wants you to do. I, I, ha, I have this walker at my house. I love my, it's a horse walker. Now, there are all kinds of horse walkers on the market today. They have exotic, fancy, in the little cage they, where they, they actually put a little hotshot kind of thing behind them so if they slow down, they buzz them and keep them going. And they have a little hotshot in the front. Keeps them, they, they just box them in so they can control a horse's movement. But I have my own little control system. It's called a poor boy treatment. Only cost me $15. I went down and got me a cheap BB gun. Now you're laughing, but all great horsemen will know the BB system. It's, it, the BB system has to do with ways to manage a horse's integrity. And this is what you do. You put them on the walker, you expect them to stay with, with the arm goes around, you stay with that arm. Integrity means I stay right here. But now the problem is, none of those walkers are made stronger than the horses. So if a horse does this, he holds it and the belt starts sliding. It's not long till they tear the belts up, tear the walker up, do all kinds of things. And so that's the reason they built all of these exotic kind of deals. And you don't have to. You don't have to do it. $20 BB gun, you have to get the pump kind. It, it, Ten pumps, the thing is deadly. So you back it down to three. Put the BB in. And then here's the secret. What you do is when he stops, you shake it. You got, you, got to give them, you got to give them kind of a preemptive, hey, what's that shaking noise? Because no matter how subtle it is, it's okay because pretty soon they'll begin to pick up on how subtle it is. So you, you shake your BB gun, and then you shoot them in the rear end. You don't hit them around the face because BB guns will put your eye out. Don't you remember, Mom? <laughs> you shake the BB gun. And then if they don't respond to the shake, bah, right in the rear end. Now, this is what happens. The first time that you shoot him in the rear end, they kind of know that they're in rebellion. So 
there's this thing called repentance. It happens real fast. They go, oh, I'm sorry. And they go clear past the point that they're supposed to go to. It's not integrity yet. So what I do, if they want to drag the thing around because of my BB gun, I will put it on high speed. Go faster, I'll just go ever fast you go. Until you get a little worn out and you start to drag a little bit, I'll slow it back down. But when you go to stop, I'm shaking the BB gun. And it's not long till you don't even have to have BBs in the thing. Sometimes you don't even have to have the gun. Because you build integrity. What integrity is, is when they stay where that pipe arm is going, they stay right there. They don't stay back here. They don't stay up here. They stay right here. And they find comfort in going right where they're supposed to go. That's integrity. Now, that's an induced integrity. However, when the Bible talks about all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, they're all talking about your integrity. Here's the areas that our integrity has issues with. Power, passion, pests, pride, pursuits, peers, pressures, problems, pain, and a plethora of everything else, of other things. I, I didn't even say it good, did I? Man, I thought that was so good, a plethora. I added that later. I actually thought of that in early service. I thought I'm going to use it again, and I messed it up. So, But all of these, all of these things are areas where our integrity or lack of integrity show up. And in Matthew 4.19, he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, here's the reason that I use a walker. You can go to the BB gun. Here's the reason that I, I use a walker. I use a walker because his integrity is not at stake. My life is. I want to get the foolishness walked out of them before we go to work. And when we go to work, we're going to have an enjoyable time if I don't have to work on them trying to buck me off or run off with me. If they learn that their integrity is to stay in the middle of where they're supposed to be, it transfers to my hands, their head being in the right place, their feet being, their body being in the right place between my legs. They, it's just one of the... And when they get worn out really well, they're, they're less tempted to buck, especially young horses. And, and when the Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he disciplines or chastens, the, what he's talking about, he's trying to bring us to a place where we begin to operate and function on our own integrity instead of relying on him to be shaking some BB gun. Integrity happens. Now, it's enforced, it's encouraged, it's all of that stuff, but integrity doesn't really happen until we make a decision on our own to stay where we're supposed to be and that's where God wants us to be. And the thing about it is, God understands the heart. God knows if your heart is doing this. Actually, the 
dispensation or time frame of grace that we live under since the time of Christ is more difficult because now it's not our performance, it's what we think about our performance is what we get judged on. So integrity, integrity has to do with the genuineness of an honest heart. You know the thing that Jesus hated the most? is hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is nothing more than the absolute opposite of integrity. So you're, you're acting like a person of integrity without having it going on in the heart. And the Bible actually just talks about you're going to be judged what's going on in the heart. So all I'm trying to do today is I'm just trying to shake the BB gun a little bit. You know, if we just shake the BB gun a little bit, and you could remind ourselves that we need to be where God wants us to be. We need to think like God wants us to think. He says, walk as children of the light, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. Now, I tell you what focus does. Focus is a really cool thing. When we're building this church, and I want to step on that copperhead, yeah, I was, I was in the process of stepping on a copperhead. I was down to about here, going down on him with my right foot. And I, we'd been chopping vines, and I had a little, one of those little choppers that had opening about like this that you chop those vines with and the handle about this long. And I had it in my hand, in one hand. I was walking along, and I see that snake. I went, ah! And before I hit the ground, I had his head chopped off. Now, that's focus. I looked at that... <laughs> Yeah, see, pressure increases your focus. When we don't have pressure, sometimes we don't have, we don't have any, uh, uh, what would you call it, incentives to keep our focus where it should be. But integrity says we keep our focus in spite of not having pressures. Well, let's, let's look at it. Brother Ivan, would you read for us these scriptures here? Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. In Ephesians 5, 8. For ye once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You know the difference between uh, light and dark? It has to do with focus. You can see. If we're going to be children of light, you know what we should bring about in the world? Focus. It, it, it just helps you see the way that God wants you to see. That's the whole reason for light. Light is actually a, it's, it's a simile or a something to help us understand who God is. He is the light. Not only is he just the light, he represents all of it is that we understand when we see light. And, and the better you see light, the better you can focus. 
Because what light does is help you to see when you can't see. That's what God does to us. When we commit our life to Christ, we begin to see what we weren't able to see before. We begin to be able to be focused. You know what integrity is? After you can see, just having the discipline to keep looking. Keep looking. After you have the ability to see, after the light has been shed, integrity is that we just keep looking. All the light can be on. If you lose your focus, you just close your eyes and go to sleep. Just like living in the dark. That's your choice. Now, I'm not telling you you should never have a good night's sleep. Don't take it too far, okay? I will see. We'll walk as children of the light. There, there's a great understanding of the Word of God that happens to people who are committed to Christ because there's, there's two places of enlightenment. Number one is we begin to see ourselves as God sees us. And to start with, that's really uncomfortable. We're sinners. We're corrupted. We just don't see ourselves in the right light. We think we're okay and we're blowing snot bubbles. We are not good people. We're sinners. But when we see ourselves, then it gives us an opportunity to incorporate integrity into our walk. Do something about it. It's by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself. You bet. I like that part. After you're saved, clean it up. 